but I took it a few steps too far. I would also check every drawer in my desk and even look under the small blue couch. Apparently, I was afraid that a two-inch monster would jump out and eat me as I lay asleep and defenseless. Indeed, my childhood conception of the dark had convinced me of the reality of some clearly absurd ideas. Thankfully, I eventually graduated from the night light stage and realized that there were no monsters in the dark. And even if there were, what kind of person fears a two-inch monster? My imagination ran wild, not only at night. I could persuade myself of the reality of some equally ridiculous ideas during the day. We always passed this one pond on the road to my childhood home. Towards the edge of the pond farthest from the road, a rock or branch, to this day I do not know which it was, stuck out of the water in such a way that it perfectly resembled the dorsal fin of a shark. To my juvenile mind, it was the dorsal fin of a shark. Thus I, and only I, realized what great peril faced us when we drove by the pond, and only I knew that our options were limited. We clearly had to duck every time we passed the pond or else the shark would see us, and then we'd all be in trouble. So it was that for some period of time in my childhood, I would like to think it was only a day or two, though I'm afraid it was much longer, I ducked in fear of the shark each time we drove by that pond. At the time, it never occurred to me that sharks do not typically inhabit West Virginia ponds. I never thought to question why the shark, ferocious as he had to be, never moved from that exact same spot. I never realized that, even if it was a shark, he probably cannot see me in a passing car whether I ducked or not. And I never considered that even if it was a shark, and even if he could see me in the passing car, odds were he would not sprout legs, leap out of the pond, and chase a car going 40 miles an hour down a hill. Unfortunately, not all of my youthful misconceptions were so humorous. In the two previous examples, when I finally discovered how ludicrous my ideas were, my life actually got much easier. If only I could say the same for one childhood concept I have recently recalled. I had this concept, this picture of the church. In fact, it was more than just a picture of the church. It was a picture of the world in general. Yes, it was an immature worldview. I saw the world this way. Everyone in the church was a Christian. Everyone outside the church was not. How simple it all was. How clear. If only the world was so. What a world it would be. Sadly, the world is not so. It is far from so. That childhood worldview corresponded no more to reality than did the monsters in the dark or the shark in the pond. But was that worldview as absurd as those ideas? I do not think so. No, I think such an immature concept was quite biblically sound, quite godly even. Understand, such a world would not be perfect, nor would the church in such a situation be perfect. Even a church entirely full of true Christians is a church entirely full of sinners. Rather, I call the concept godly because I believe God desires such a world. Just think about it. If all of us who went to church were true followers of Christ, how much more authentic our proclamations would be, how much more sincere our songs, how much more honest our creeds, how much more genuine our prayers. The church would be full of authenticity, full of people actually believing, in a true, deep sense, the things they say. I am not implying that the church would then be free of doubt or pretense. I also do not mean to say that non-Christians should never enter a church. After all, it is there that many may come to know faith in Christ. What I am talking about is a church in which all members are true followers of Christ. Sadly, I think none of us could deny that the church today, especially in our country, is not so full of authenticity. Alas, my childhood conception was but a dream. That seems obvious to us now, but as I grew up, discovering the errors in that worldview was a lengthy process. 
For me to explain this process, you will have to bear some autobiography. Until the age of 10 or 11, I strolled through my days virtually carefree. Aside from the terror of the monsters and the shark, I was content with my faith, with my family, with my friends, with my cheese and chocolate milk. I was a bit too fond of eating. And with my simple, beautiful worldview. But it was sometime around that age that I began to question that clear-cut conception of the world, and specifically of the church. Sometimes, during those preteen years, these thoughts began to emerge within me. Maybe some people in church do not actually mean what they say in church. Maybe they act differently in church than they do the rest of the time. Maybe some people in church aren't even real Christians. 